And God punished them for that. What's even crazier and, is that they were eating bread from heaven. Manna. They were yeah. eating manna, miraculously given to them angel, each and every day. Angel food. <laughs> they were given angels food. We're in a better place to read the Bible because our brains and our bodies are receiving everything they need. Mm-hmm. The like the argument, like where do you get your protein? Every cell of a plant has protein. Yeah. There are vegan bodybuilders. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Protein. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the little bits of insight that God has given us for heaven show that we will be eating when eternity begins. Yeah. He tells us exactly what we're going to be eating in eternity. He even declares quite plainly, there will be no death. Mm-hmm. in heaven that includes animals right there's not going to be any death whatsoever but we're going to be eating eden. he tells us what we're going to be eating as well eden restored amen including the diet everything that adam lost is going to be restored so food <laughs> it's tasty <laughs> <laughs> what 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 does food i kind of let's let's just like dive into food in general like what does like what does the bible say about food like just all things all things food like um what does the bible say about it or you know these there's there's all these diets out there Mm -hmm. there's so many different diets there's like mainly fad diets yeah and uh i mean i could list off you know people avoid carbs or people avoid uh grains Mm -hmm. or people avoid do all meat diets you know raw or some even do raw meat diets yeah um you know just meat eating or some people do you know there's there's all kinds of diets out there right and um it just it'd be nice to and it's like we're gonna have it be it's nice to have a conversation about like what does we we ask these these people online and there's all these articles about food Mm -hmm. but if we want to know okay, what's true? Right. What, what are, what is the actual most accurate thing? The Bible says that God who cannot lie, what does his word say about food? And we know that God can't lie. So that's where we should be going. Amen. <laughs> because we know that man, uh, ourselves, we can't, we're fallible. We mess up. We have different ideas of things. We have different theories, but then we have a creator who has given us his Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic, basic instructions before leaving earth. Mm. So we have a guideline. We have an instruction manual of what, of how our life should be lived. Amen. And especially when it comes to food, I think I want to dive into that a little bit. So, and it, it is a important thing as well because, um, like we said in, I think we were talking about this in the last episode that our bodies, you know, as Christians, health is a, is a very, it's a, it's a pillar in anyone's life because that's how someone is functioning. That's how someone goes about day-to-day activities, but how much more it is when you're a Christian because you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, Amen. you're a temple of the Holy Ghost. And what came to my mind is people have heard of like the Daniel fast or the Daniel diet. Right. Um, but I actually want to go to the book of Daniel really quick and look at what 
actually look at one of the stories in the Bible of what actually happened. Like, what is the Daniel diet and where does it come from? Mm. And if we open to the first um, chapter of the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, it talks about, um, actually, I don't know. If, do you think I should read the whole thing or maybe just sum it? Maybe I could sum it up. Yeah, just sum it <laughs> yeah, up. Cause yeah, because it's, you know, it is a whole chapter. Um, but basically, Daniel and his, uh, the those who were serving the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, they were they stood before the king and they basically they they didn't want to defile themselves with the king's portion of the meat and the king's wine. So what Daniel said and what God led Daniel to say was prove us. Like we don't want to defile ourselves with your meat and with your drinks. So prove us. Give us ten days and we're gonna eat nothing but pulse and water. And pulse just means vegetables. Yeah. Like vegetables and water. And so that happened. So the king's king's other servants and Daniel's and his, I think they were all Hebrews, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were... Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel, they're the ones that ate pulse and drank water while all the other Hebrew captive wise men... Mm, yeah, that's right. Were, uh, they were given a portion of the king's meat and the king's wine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... When Daniel went to what's his name, Melzar, yeah, and um, the, yeah. the prince of the eunuchs, Melzar was right. Yeah. He was the one in charge of making sure that the wise men were made ready, they yeah, were, and all that. And so he was scared at first. Yeah, he, he was like, "Why? I like my job is to make sure you get a portion <laughs> of the king's meat and stuff." And that's when hey. Daniel said, "Let's uh, just prove us for ten days." Right, and. Uh, basically after 10 days um you're gonna see that right. even the way we look is better and as it says in the chapter that their countenances were fairer and fatter mm-hmm. and fatter doesn't mean that they were obese all it means a fatter just means healthier in the bible and so they appeared healthier they appeared just more there cognitively it showed uh, externally what mm-hmm. was happening internally. Yeah. And then the result, if... Yeah. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I just hit this. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, right at the end of the chapter, it says, uh, after the 10 days, and the king communed with them, and among them all was found none, like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And a uh, note, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah are just names that King Nebuchadnezzar gave uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the, they're the same people. But yeah, the they're king... the same people, different uh, different names, but same people. Yeah. Um, so therefore stood they before the king after the ten days, and in all manners of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. Ten times better. Which is true. Uh, when, like we talked about in the last uh, in the last episode, our Father knows exactly what's best for us, mm-hmm. and so when our bodies are fed with the uh, with what He said was good, when He said that uh, at the end of Genesis one, at the end of creation, He called all things good, and that includes what all humans animals all creatures were designed to eat it was fruits vegetables nuts and seeds right 
you know, all herbs and everything, like you mentioned before, that's what we were designed to eat. And deviating from that does reduce our ability to um, form memories, recall memories, to think things through. Mm -hmm. Just because, again, like the car analogy I said last time, even if you have a normal car, but you put diesel in it, right? you know, it'll run, but it'll be sick. It won't be as fast. Eventually, it'll die sooner than um, than it really should. Yeah, Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 29. This is when God says that the the, er, the nuts and the fruits and the grains and this, and this seed, he says, And God said, Behold, I have given you every green herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And so when it says meat, it's mean like, it, meat can mean not just actual flesh, but like the flesh of fruit. Or the, it's just like sustenance. Like yeah, it's an, it's an umbrella term for things that are edible. Yeah. And it's interesting too how, because um, initially, so the original design of God was there's no meat eating. Uh, you know, a lot of people actually, I didn't know that. Like and that went uh, on for a long time. I, I never knew that. Yeah, that you don't, God yeah. never intended us to eat meat. Right. And you don't see and, him you don't see him giving permission to eat meat all the way until Genesis 9 after the flood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the only reason he gave permission for that is because he knew what the floods did. Right. The, the floods destroyed, destroyed everything. Destroyed, yeah. So he gave permission. Right. But what people need to understand is that there's a difference between what God allows and what God condones. Mm -hmm. uh, like, um, this is a little, a little bit of a tangent. Like, the Lord will allow us to commit sin, but He doesn't condone it. Mm -hmm. And it's because in His mercy, He's calling us toward Him. If we were all to suffer the penalty for our sins immediately when we commit them, we would all be dead already. Right. But his mercy allows it to happen so that we have a better chance to come to him. And in the same vein, when it comes to eating flesh, he allows it. It's not a sin to eat it unless it's unclean. Right. He allows us to eat flesh while also instructing us on the better way. Right. The more, the, yeah, the best way to, to go about it. Yeah. So long. And that that's the thing. We get accused a lot of saying that we are commanding people to not eat meat. Like we don't do such a thing. Mm -hmm. We just show people that Leviticus 11 and Deuteronomy 14 still apply right. to the Christian life today. And because that's a health law, that's not a commandment contained in ordinances mm -hmm. like the feast days. It's a totally separate thing. Health right. is health. Right. Nothing changes in that. And so all we, all the Lord would have us to tell people if the conversation comes up is that, yeah, you can eat meat, just let it be clean meat. Yeah. It's that simple. And also, side note, another thing, cool thing that I learned when, you know, I was reading is, this isn't really about food, but it was kind of about before the flood, um, like we have rain today. Yeah. Like rain that falls from the sky, right? Water yeah. that falls from the sky. However, in the Garden of Eden, I thought it was really neat when I first learned this. So somebody else listening might find it really cool how 
um, God actually watered the Garden of Eden from a mist that came up from the earth. Mm-hmm. So in uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 6, it says, But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Yeah. And I just thought, I don't know, I wanted to mention that because I was like, oh, wow, I've never, I didn't know that before I read that before, or before I had read that. Yeah, praise and the Lord. There were, the people up until, up until Genesis 6, they had never seen rain. Yeah. Ever. And then the flood. Mm-hmm. And then the everything that happened there, all of a sudden there's water from the sky. That's a new thing. Yeah. And then, you know, from there we get the the symbol of the Lord's promise and his mercy in the rainbow. Mm-hmm. How much that has been twisted. The yeah. symbol, the covenant of the rainbow. Satan has a way of taking that which is holy to make it seem unholy mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so, yeah. of course, he would take a symbol of God's mercy and promise and turn it into something corrupt. Yeah. Wow. That that uh, that actually aligns so much, too, because the Bible says, like, uh, what does it say? As in the days of Noah. Mm-hmm. Like, even just thinking about it now, like the covenant of the rainbow yeah, for Noah and the ark. Mm-hmm. That's what happened, but we see that now it's in our days, just like the the days of Noah is what the the time that we're living in, the last days that we're living in, and the covenant of the rainbow is so trampled upon that people, as soon as they see it, they think of homosexuality, they think of LGBTQ, they think of these things that God clearly states, you know, that you know these things are wrong and they shouldn't be partaken of and but yet again you know god already said it and the scripture is just repeating and just clarifying or yeah just trying to tell us and trying to help us to understand like you know when the word states that as in the days of noah it's like it's so true that the days that we're living in the symbol of the rainbow is so important uh, to God that we see that a rainbow surrounds his throne mm-hmm. in in yep. prophetic vision. Yep. So this is not a small matter. Any, right. It's not any... The, Satan has done a masterful job at making people think like, oh, it's just a rainbow. Like, it's, yeah. it's nothing. They treat it in the same way that, oh, you can, you know, whatever you call the Sabbath, that's, that's your day. Mm-hmm. Like, I call my Sabbath Sunday. Right. Others may call it Monday or something like that. But, like, but what does it mean to God? Right. Like I get it that this is how people feel, but what does the Lord say? And that right. is what is missing in modern Christianity. There are all these opinions. Mm-hmm. It's all subjective. But the only thing that's objective is like you mentioned in the beginning. The standard must be the Bible. Right. The standard must be what god has said not how we feel on the matter or what we think and so like when it comes to food there are lots of opinions lots of subjectivity because nobody has this this is a this is a violation of commandment number one which is thou shalt have no other gods before me when people hold their own personal opinions as their standard they make themselves a god above god so when Mm -hmm. they say pork is okay shellfish is okay things with paws are okay uh, vinegar is okay. Alcohol is okay. Like that's all subjective. 
There's no evidence in the scriptures of that. And yeah, of course, we've heard all the same things about alcohol. Well, Jesus made wine. We're like, no, he made grape juice. Why would he corrupt himself? Mm-hmm. If the if the prophet Daniel, who was led directly by Jesus Christ, said that 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 alcoholic wine would defile his body, mm-hmm. that man who's being led by Jesus is is being he's being given wisdom from on high. Jesus wouldn't be a hypocrite like that and tell his servants not to drink alcohol, but he himself is going to make it and drink it. Right. Even just on that level, you can see how terrible an argument it is uh, to say that we can drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so again, that is what's missing standard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because society, like just think of the meat industry, Mm -hmm. like, Everywhere you go, I mean, I mean, alone from the fact that the meat and dairy industry is, it's almost like, kind of like we were talking about, it's almost like big pharma, but it's like, they're a huge corporation. Like they, how they market, how they sell, how they do these things, it's about money, it's business. I'm not saying everybody does that. Like they're, I'm not talking about the small farmer in Pelkey. Mm-hmm. in the you know small time you know i'm not saying that they're doing that because yeah of these course, actual, they're trying to make a living right these actual like farm raised right. animals that are yeah that eating clean yeah that's i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like the business aspect of it mm-hmm. and like how it's marketed and how it's false um and i i know that even processed meat is on the list of top list of carcinogens as well mm-hmm. um but also it makes me yeah it just makes me think of how much we've been shaped to say, oh, eat, drink your milk with every meal, or, oh, uh, get a big steak, you're going to be nice and healthy, or do these things in a specific way that are supposed to make you healthy. Like, oh, the men eat the steak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it just interests me how society, everything is gets so twisted. And if if we would just look to the Bible and see, like, what does you know, what does God say is the best diet for man? Like, how did he originally create us? And what did he set in the beginning? Amen. And you see Satan's hand in this too, because when you look at the the vegan diet like we hold, how has Satan corrupted that? Well, he sends, he sends people who are not right. in line with the Bible or worship Jesus right. to essentially make... Uh, make foolish the wisdom of the vegan diet through activists right and uh climate people right and all that exactly you have these people that are protesting uh butcher shops or saying meat is murder and all this and it's it through their actions they're defiling the type of diet that we ought to have people look Mm -hmm. people look at vegans today as crazies yep and that's all satan's handiwork but you see how those who hold the diet for the sake of coming closer to God, like the Lord led us, and like it's just a diet. It's right. not who we are. Right. It's know? not my identity. Right, exactly. <laughs> we don't identify as vegan. Our, right. our diet is vegan. Right. And that's all it ever should be. Exactly. Just like when we tell people the standards that God has to eat, we recommend mm-hmm. a vegan diet, but the only thing we proclaim as um needful is to abstain from un, uh, unclean meats mm-hmm. that's what's important because we guide people toward that which is written mm-hmm. and so long as so long as that diet is followed 
unclean meats or uh, people abstain from it, then they're in line with the Lord's instructions. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is that I that people also need to understand, you brought up the fact that processed meats are known carcinogens. Yeah. Uh, I mean, red meat does the same thing. Just because the Lord says something is clean doesn't mean it can't be made unclean. That's and, a good point. Yeah. And at these farms and stuff like the the big right. like industrial type Factory, of farms yeah i mean those cows those chickens they i mean their inoculations mm-hmm. the shots they're given the antibiotics the steroids growth hormones mm-hmm. uh vaccines and everything corrupts their flesh mm-hmm. that stuff doesn't leave the meat uh just because the the animal is slaughtered and then put to market you know people are ingesting those things including the things that are used to subdue the especially cows so they don't end up in a stampede or trampling each other to subdue their to subdue their mind their psychoactive ingredients that are put into their bodies so that they're more calm it's kind of like the same mm-hmm. deal with um what's it in the water uh fluoride yeah fluoride yeah fluoride is a well-known neurotoxin right and it has the effect of subduing people right and it uh it's um it doesn't leave your body readily mm-hmm. and so it accumulates and so just because like steak just because that's a clean meat doesn't mean that it's been made uh doesn't mean that it's pure from contamination mm-hmm. and so the recommendation that i've always given people is like listen if you if you're going to eat steak get it from a good source Mm-hmm. get it from it's going to cost more like grass-fed uh, yeah everything you can't organic grass-fed like. yeah like there are plenty of people around here right where they sell like you can get entire half uh, entire half cow right 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 and you if you know the farmer they don't give their cows any shots mm-hmm. they don't give them anything so you have it in in as pure a form as possible by all means eat that mm-hmm. or even eggs People right. don't even need to know how chickens are raised to see that the eggs are corrupt. Mm-hmm. Like, um, as you know, we raise chickens. Yeah. And they ate entirely organic pellets. Mm-hmm. We never sprayed our lawn with anything like that. So the grass they were eating, the flowers and everything were just pure. Mm-hmm. The shells of their eggs, it's like hard to break those eggs. Yeah. And the yolk is almost like orange. It's so bright. Mm-hmm. They're the most tasty eggs ever. But you go to Walmart, mm-hmm. those eggs, such thin shells, it's like it's going to collapse in your hand just handling it. Yeah. So you can tell just from that that something wrong is going on. Are eggs from a clean animal? Are we allowed to eat them? Absolutely. But just because something is declared to be clean doesn't mean that it hasn't been made unclean. A more down-to-earth understanding of this is if you have a steak and you and you drop it in a in a stagnant pool of water with all sorts of nastiness in it mm-hmm. that's a clean meat but now it's contaminated are you really going to eat that mm-hmm. right so it, it's easy to understand that something may be clean but made unclean due to what man does to it mm. yeah that's another really good a really good point uh what it actually what came to my mind is you know some people are some people really either get upset or they just don't understand like why why vegan 
like why like I, I don't get your reasoning or I don't get your um, even with everything presented all the all the things you know whatever it was scripture or um, just in general health or if it's about like yeah something like and like all these things that are injected into the meat um, but what I thought of was what did when God called Israel out of Egypt mm-hmm. when he set them free from Egypt what were they eating they were eating you know uh, they were, they they wanted their flesh they yeah. they were eating garlics and leeks and onions and I'm not saying you know we should not be eating those because those are great things but like the flesh aspect mm-hmm. they, the quails yeah the quails when they were in the wilderness when they were get, um, going to the promised land that God had promised for them Mm-hmm. But because they were, it, it, it's like it reflects spiritually to us right now, like how they were, they left bondage, just how we, when we're freed from sin, we, that, with that bondage that we used to have. And, you know, God is preparing us for the promised land, which is heaven. Amen. And the same way that they, the children of Israel, were. But what did they do? They desired and they craved out of their perverted appetite they wanted their flesh meat back they wanted the quails and god punished them for that what's even crazier is that they were eating bread from heaven manna they were eating manna miraculously given to them each and every day angel food (laughs) they were given angels food they were given everything they need in that food but as you said their appetites became uh, became perverted Mm -hmm. it wasn't it's never been a natural uh, a natural desire to eat meat mm-hmm. it never has been and like you said is um israel proved that in the mm-hmm. wilderness that their discontentment over receiving miracles right is what and following their perverted appetites yeah that's where people are today and even doctors support it they're like oh did you so you're having a craving for steak well probably your body needs that like, no Mm-hmm. It's not the case. Again, the Bible is our standard. Right. You know? And, and yeah, and like even because they wanted flesh meat, they wanted the quails, didn't God like, didn't God destroy some of them because of that? Yeah, like 30,000 of yeah, them. Yeah, because their appetites are so perverted and he was trying to lead them to heaven just like just like us now spiritually. He's trying to prepare us. But another thing is that um, about what were you saying about the, the steak? But, oh, that it's that it's good for you. That it's what were you just saying? I ha- I I thought about that, but it it lo- left my mind. Well, like how doctors say, like oh, if you're having craving, that's your body telling you you need something. Yeah. Well, so that reminded me of think about this too. Where do okay for like a a cow, for example, mm-hmm. or some a clean animal, or like a goat, or something that you're getting that you're eating that meat that you're eating that clean meat where do what do they eat yeah grass (laughs) grass they eat grain they eat they're not eating flesh they're not eating you basically what i'm trying to say is when you eat a uh a lamb or um when you eat like yeah lamb or when you eat like a steak or venison or what have you you're getting the nutrients that they that they're consuming is going into their muscles mm-hmm. so you're getting the nutrients that they are consuming and what do what do deer what does venison eat 
like berries, trees, leaves, plants. Mm. All it, a venison doesn't eat flesh. It right. eats all plants and berries and like bears. They love like blackberries. Mm-hmm. And and you're eating just what they're putting into their body. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but there's actually a a bear that I can't remember where I saw it, but this bear was eating nothing but berries and the meat was actually blue from the berries. And they said it was the best meat they've ever had in their entire life. Oh wow. Because the bear ate nothing but berry. That that its diet was berries. Right. And these are big bulky bears. Yeah. Like strong, but they're getting their they're eating berries. Yeah. Like uh, bear, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bears like, are bears are omnivores. It should be said that bears have paws, so they're not clean animals. Or, yeah, right. Yeah. But yes, the biggest, strongest, most powerful animals to ever exist were plant eaters. They were herbivores. Yeah. Look at the the biggest and strongest dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh look at the hippo, look at the mm-hmm. the giraffe, the elephant, mm-hmm. all of them. And one of my and so the going back to your question of like why vegan mm-hmm. when the Lord doesn't give any commands to it, well, because it's it's by compulsion of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We understand as the Lord has revealed that to eat as closely to the gar uh, to the diet of Eden as possible, uh, like what was proven with Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that our mental uh, yeah. just mentally we're more able to comprehend. We're in a better place to read the Bible because our brains and our bodies are receiving everything they need. Mm-hmm. And the like the argument, like, where do you get your protein? Every cell of a plant has protein. Yeah. There are vegan bodybuilders. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Protein. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I work out and it's easy enough to grow muscle. It's not like my focus anymore, mm-hmm. but it's easy enough. You just, I mean, plant protein is just a, is just as good. And yes, and I'm sure there are going to be people who scoff at that, but mm-hmm. no matter, the Lord is still right. Right. And the second part to why vegan, when there's no obligation given by the Lord, read Matthew 5. What Jesus shows is that Christian love goes above and beyond that which is written. And like when he says, if somebody compels you to go a mile, go two. Christian love will always go above and beyond what we're called to do. What we're called to do is follow Leviticus 11 and Deuteronomy 14 as far as the diet is concerned. Mm -hmm. But we are compelled by the Holy Spirit to go the extra mile and to go beyond uh, the, the health and food laws that are given to us. Take that extra step out of love because each and every one of us was originally motivated to eat the way we do because our love for the Lord mm-hmm. causes us to want to grow closer to him in every conceivable way, right. including diet. Mm-hmm. And so that's the answer I typically give when people say, well, why vegan? Why don't just, why don't you just eat the clean meat? Well, right. Well, again, Matthew five. Yeah. And it also makes me think of, again, kind of referring to spirit like in a spiritual level it can apply to us how john the baptist like he was he was um preparing the way for the lord jesus christ to come upon the earth Mm -hmm. and in the same way spiritually you know christians are preparing the way preparing the way of the lord 
because mm-hmm. he is coming very, very soon. And um, just like John, John the Baptist, what did he have? Honey and... Locusts. Yeah, locusts and honey. Just yeah. a very simple diet. And and it's about it's more and it's also another point it's about like the principle of like health like health reform or like the principle of health in general it's like it's simplicity mm-hmm. it's based upon yes god's word but it's a, a simplicity too it's a simple diet it's one that is is supposed to be back to i was going to say back to basics but back to the bible mm-hmm. like going back and analyzing okay I want to be like you were saying as a Christian I want to as and and as a temple of the Holy Spirit I want to put things in my body that first of all the Lord approves of because I love him and and if it's his commandments he says if you love me keep my commandments amen and second of all I yeah because I love him and, he, and those are his commandments but I want to do what is because I want to honor that like Paul says, what he says, uh, know ye not that you're the temple of the Holy Ghost? Mm-hmm. Like, do you not know that <laughs> that that you're the temple? You know, if you're a Christian, you know, that is. But y- you, it's always, the motivation is always love. Like, Amen. I'm sure there's people that are thinking that, oh, well, I, like, why, what's your motivation? Why do this? Why talk about this? Why it? It's because of love, like you were saying. It's always from a place of love, and it's if it's not from a place of love, then excuse me. If it's not from a place of love, then examine yourself. Yeah, and consideration for eternity needs to be made here. Mm-hmm. That the the little bits of insight that God has given us for heaven show that we will be eating when eternity begins. Yeah. He tells us exactly what we're going to be eating in eternity. He even declares quite plainly there will be no death mm-hmm. in heaven. That includes animals. Right. There's not going to be any death whatsoever, but we're going to be eating. Eden. He tells us what we're going to be eating as well. Eden restored. Amen. Including the diet. Everything that Adam lost is going to be restored. Mm-hmm. And this is the, and in consideration of the fact that, that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, uh, no person of the Godhead is a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. None of them would go back on their word. None of them would be wishy-washy with anything. And so I've I've heard people say like, like okay, yeah, Leviticus 11, Deuteronomy 14, like that's a uh, that that's fine, but that was fine back then. Now we can eat anything, but yes, in eternity we're going to go back to uh, we're going to go yeah. back to the original diet. But that's a that suggests a very wishy washy sort of father mm-hmm. that we have. That like like eh, you know, and I'll allow it for this certain time period. Yeah, or or that he commands that yeah you can eat you can eat pork you can eat right. swine you can eat shellfish that's fine. Mm-hmm. But that would suggest a God that actually changes. Mm-hmm. And when in eternity we're all going to be going back to the diet we were originally designed to have, then that alone suggests what the best diet would be on this side of eternity. And so this is this is an issue of the pastors who don't really read the Bible as it's written and they're not directing their flocks correctly. Mm -hmm. So 
it's the same instance with Sunday keeping. There are those who will say like, oh yeah, the seventh day Sabbath, that was back then. Now the Sabbath is Sunday, but yes, in eternity, you'll go back to the seventh day Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Like it's that same sort of uh, mischaracterization and maligning of God's character mm-hmm. to say that he would be wishy-washy like that. Right. And plus it also just contradicts the scriptures. Yeah. Which, which, <laughs> Very it, plainly, it, which is yeah. his character. But to end this off, I want to hit it with a, a hammer to end this off with sure. a bang. Uh, a verse came to my mind, Isaiah 66. So I'll talk about unclean foods and Sabbath in heaven. So, so to tie it in together, because you've mentioned both of those. So Isaiah chapter 66, um, this is what it says. Verse, let's see, starting at verse 15, Isaiah chapter 66, verse 15 says, For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind, a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh and the abomination and the mouse shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. Now that's really strong language talking about the second second coming. Yeah. And then to finish it off, talking about the seventh-day Sabbath in heaven. Isaiah 66, same chapter, a little bit later. Uh, verse 20, starting at verse 22. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed in your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. Amen. So, yeah, wow. <laughs> and so if uh, if anybody uh, if anybody listening, if you've come across those verses in the New Testament specifically mm-hmm. that seem like they are they're saying we can eat anything, uh, if you visit the four and seven ministry YouTube channel, I do have a video on there mm-hmm. that's I don't remember what it's titled, but the <laughs> the uh, the thumbnail says clean or unclean kind mm-hmm. of thing and it addresses every one of those verses mm-hmm. so all of this is very locked down yeah and i know that's probably the first response when somebody says that is the first response most likely if somebody doesn't see the same thing they'll say well the new testament says we can eat all things right mm-hmm. they'll take for example when jesus was talking with the pharisees about un- eating bread with unwashed hands yeah. they'll, they'll take that to say oh everything is everything's good now but on the surface, sure, it could be said, or not, it could be on the surface alone, you might see, you might be seeing that's what it says. However, when you take Genesis to Revelation and you combine the entire Bible together as one, and you go precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, and you realize, wow, everything fits in like a puzzle, and those aren't saying that unclean foods are all of a sudden allowed. Mm-hmm. And it's just beautiful. But yeah, like you said, you have a video on it. I think. I also have a um, a section, unclean foods, question mark, under the doctrine section of my website, sundaylawsarecoming.com, that people can also look at too. So it might have yeah. the couple, some of the same information too. Yeah, and people but, miss the context. 
the original context yeah. of what Jesus was confronting the Pharisees about. Mm-hmm. He's talking to them about their unrighteous tradition of right. having to wash hands. Right. That was the whole context. It yeah, wasn't right. saying anything about exactly uh, the food itself. And Jesus even sums it up in Matthew 15. He says, um, what's unclean is what comes out of your heart. Yeah. The thoughts and the, the wickedness that comes from within you. And he even closes it, it off with, <laughs> he, but to eat with unwashed hands. It, yeah. Like you're not defiled you're by not, that. Exactly. He, and he says it like, exa- that's exactly what he says, to eat with unwashed hands. Yeah. He this clear, does, this does not defile the man. Yeah. But yeah, well, praise the Lord. Um, again, if you have any questions, please reach out to me or either one of us uh, at... Again, biblicalunfound at gmail.com and then at 4and7ministry.org. Correct. All right. Well, we will again see you in the next episode. All right. God bless you. God bless.